Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Friday, April 21st, and we start with local news. Following controversies late last year, American Classical Academy is again taking steps to organize charter schools in Middle Tennessee, including locations in Murray, Madison, Rutherford, Montgomery, and Robertson counties. The Murray County Board of Education will soon hear details about the charter school's proposal, dubbed American Murray American Classical Academy. It is a special called meeting that will take place on April 25th. According to the ACA charter school application, the date for the school board to make a final decision is May 2nd. The charter's governing body, American Classical Education, affiliated with Hillsdale College, submitted in February an application to five school boards across Middle Tennessee after previously withdrawing applications from the Jackson-Madison County School System and Clarksville and Murfreesboro School Systems in September. The charter would form a K-5 through school in Murray County with intentions to expand grade levels each year, evolving into a K-12 through school. If approved by the school board, the charter school would aim to reach an enrollment of 340 students across grades K-5, through starting out, according to the 500-page application obtained through an open records request by the Daily Herald. On Monday, school board member Laura Nutt of Spring Hill District 5, who serves on a five-member committee charged by Murray County Public Schools Superintendent Lisa Ventura to review the charter application, spoke before the Murray County Commission, explaining the application review process. She also shared her insights that allowed for charter schools schools represents parents' rights. I've heard a lot of misconceptions and misunderstandings about what charter schools are and why we are looking at possibly approving one, Nutt said. This isn't about if we should have charter schools. The state has already allotted that. This is about if the specific charter school qualifies. Nutt cited the General Assembly's passage of legislation that allows charter schools to be state-funded through Tennessee Investment Through Student Achievement, or TISA, the new state funding formula for school districts. Also in 2019, the General Assembly created the Tennessee Public Charter School Commission under Lee's tutelage. Charter schools are public schools. They are funded by public dollars and held to the same academic standards as other public schools in Tennessee, Nutt said. There is a myth that charter schools are taking away money from public schools, but this is not true. The fact is, charter schools are public schools. In Tennessee, the funding follows the students. What this allows for is a parent to choose to send their child to a charter school. This is fundamentally about parents' rights, she said. Charter schools serve all students with no tuition fee, including students with special needs and disabilities with no selection admission requirements, which is addressed in the ACA application in Murray County. What we are looking at, as far as the school board, is if the specific charter that gave us an application qualifies and meets those standards, Nutt said. Nutt vowed that the committee would do due diligence to ensure that the proposed charter meets the criteria required by the state. We should always remember that government is established to ensure the rights of the citizens and not to mandate and tell parents what they can and cannot do. As government officials, remember what our role is, Nutt said. Ahead of Laura Nutt's comments, County Commissioner Brandon Nutt of District 5 pulled from the agenda a resolution stating that the commission supports the charter school, explaining that he didn't want the resolution's intent to be misperceived. 
The school board's first discussion about the charter application submission will be Tuesday. Governor Bill Lee's support of school choice was exemplified in his voucher program implemented to address failing test scores among the bottom 5% of low-performing school districts in Tennessee, only including Shelby County Schools in the greater Memphis area and Metro Nashville Public Schools in Davidson County. Lee also linked himself to Hillsdale College in his State of the State address in February, alluding to a partnership with the college to bring at least 50 charter schools to Tennessee. However, he later distanced himself from ties to the college last summer when college president Larry Arne said at a Franklin, Tennessee event that teachers are trained in the dumbest parts of the dumbest colleges in the country, drawing much bipartisan and public ire. The application states that ACA would support mastery of Tennessee's state standards through systematic phonics instruction, Singapore math, a focus on American history, civics, government, use of the Socratic method, and the study of Latin beginning in the sixth grade, for example, as well as a focus on the arts and athletics. The charter operator is considering the areas of North Columbia, Hampshire, or the heart of Columbia in James Campbell Parkway as possible areas to build the proposed charter school, according to the application. ACA representatives build a case in the application that a charter school would aid in student population growth in Murray County as more families move to Murray County, the fastest growing county in Tennessee, coupled with rising home prices, fast-paced manufacturing growth, and incoming capital investments. Middle Tennessee houses nine of the fastest-growing cities in the state. In the past, many school boards and constituents across the state have fought against the organization of charter schools, including most recently Jackson-Madison County Schools, in favor of preserving state and federal funds for public school systems. Public School Partners, a nonpartisan nonprofit organization that supports public schools, estimates that the ACA charters across five counties, if approved, would draw more than $17 million from public school district funding in its first year. Superintendent Ventura said the district could stand to lose public school dollars, state, federal, and local, because student-teacher ratios most likely will not balance out the loss of the cost. The per-pupil expenditure in Murray County is $9,744, according to the 2021-2022 recent state report card, which is approximately the amount that would follow a student to a charter school if approved. The first wave of students at the proposed MACA would equal 320 pupils. For example, if all of the students leaving were in the same classroom, I wouldn't have a teacher, I wouldn't have to hire a teacher, so I would break even, but that's not likely, she said. So Murray County Public Schools loses. The funding is the trickiest part, she said. Ventura also said proper oversight of charter schools is an issue that's being debated. There are a lot of unknowns, but whenever you are taking money away from locally run public schools, whether state, federal, or local tax dollars, it's risky because charters, although they have to adhere to state testing, they get waivers such as for class size and enrollment procedures, and they're different, Ventura said. Ventura said she is most concerned about children receiving the best and most rigorous education possible in alignment with state standards, no matter the school building. Tax dollars are following the child, but it is not run by any elected officials. It is run by a private board. Some school boards feel that they are losing local control, Ventura said. There are people in the state of Tennessee who are very concerned that local decisions will not be honored by nonprofit charter schools, she said. Ventura, who does not get a vote in the matter, said she is not against school choice. School choice is inherent in the American dream, Ventura said. 
We are in an unfortunate position now because we have the perfect storm of growth and low academic achievement, but who am I to say no to choice and competition? Murray County Public Schools currently scores below the state average in reading, 30.1% proficient or above, and math at 31.8% proficient or above. I love that we have a vibrant homeschool community and private school community. I partner with them, Ventura said. Every single child should have the right to the education they need. Nutt also said she welcomes competition. It can help us be better, she said after the meeting on Monday. Murray Regional Medical Center has joined the Joint Commission's gold seal of approval for Advanced Primary Stroke Center certification by demonstrating continuous compliance with its performance standards. A gold, the gold seal is a symbol of quality that reflects a healthcare organization's commitment to providing safe and quality patient care. We take our commitment to provide state-of-the-art health care to our community very seriously, especially for emergency conditions such as strokes. We're excited to earn recertification as an advanced primary stroke center by the Joint Commission, said Murray Regional Health CEO Dr. Martin Cheney. I'm proud of our physicians, nurses, and hospital staff for the outstanding job they do providing our stroke patients with exceptional, compassionate care, he said. The certification recognizes healthcare organizations that provide clinical programs across the continuum of care for strokes. The certification evaluates how organizations use clinical outcomes and performance measures to identify opportunities to improve care, as well as to educate and prepare patients and their caregivers for discharge. Murray Regional Medical Center underwent a rigorous, unannounced on-site review in April. During the visit, a team of Joint Commission reviewers evaluated compliance with related certification standards, including program management and delivering and facilitating clinical care. Joint Commission standards are developed in consultation with healthcare experts and providers, measurement experts, and patients. The reviewers also conducted on-site observations and interviews. Advanced Primary Stroke Center certification recognizes healthcare organizations committed to fostering continuous improvement in patient safety and quality of care, said Deborah Ryan, Interim Executive Vice President, Accreditation and Certification Operations with the Joint Commission. We commend Murray Regional Health for using certification to reduce variation in its clinical processes and to strengthen its program structure and management framework for stroke patients, she said. Murray Regional Medical Center's medical staff includes specialists in emergency medicine, neurologists, neurohospitalists, and a neurosurgeon who provides stroke services including treatment and follow-up care, spinal injury or disease treatment, and brain injury or disease treatment. The medical center also utilizes technology to enhance its provider's ability to treat stroke patients. Stroke rehabilitation services at Murray Regional Medical Center include occupational, physical, and speech therapy. Patients and their family, friends, and caregivers also have access to a stroke support group that meets at the medical center on the fourth Thursday of each month. For more information, visit www.murrayregional.com forward slash classes dash and dash events. To learn more about stroke services offered by Murray Regional Medical Center, visit murrayregional.com forward slash stroke dash services. For more information about the Joint Commission, visit jointcommission.org. Columbia State Community College is pleased to announce that Jaden Kennedy, Michaela Ogilvie, and Annalisa Matsarakis will deliver the commencement addresses to the graduating class during the spring 2023 commencement ceremonies that will take place on May 6th at 9 a.m. and 11.30 a.m. 
For the first ceremony, Jaden Kennedy and Annalisa Matsarakis will deliver the commencement address. A Franklin resident, Matsarakis is graduating from Columbia State as a dual enrollment student with an Associate of Science degree in biology. She has served as president and vice president of the Student Government Association, as well as the vice president of service for Phi Theta Kappa. She is the recipient of the National Hispanic Scholar Merit Award and has also been named to the All-USA Community and Junior College Academic Team. Next, Matsarakis plans to attend Auburn University on a full-ride scholarship and as part of the Honors College to major in Applied Biotechnology. She hopes to eventually work in pharmaceutical and experimental research for drug discovery. A Chapel Hill resident, Kennedy is graduating from Columbia State with an Associate of Science degree in Business Administration. He has served as president of the Student Government Association and as a chair for the Student Government President's Council for the Tennessee Board of Regents. He's also served in Phi Theta Kappa and Sigma Kappa Delta Honor Societies as an officer. Next, he plans to attend Lipscomb University to major in business entrepreneurship. Kennedy is also the owner of Jaden Kennedy Films, a production company that specializes in creating high-quality videos for churches and nonprofit organizations to communicate their message effectively through visual storytelling. For the second ceremony, Michaela Ogilvie will deliver the commencement address. A Columbia resident, she hails from a long line of Columbia State alum, being the fourth member of her immediate family to graduate from the college. Ogilvie is graduating from Columbia State with an Associate of Applied Science degree in nursing. During her time at Columbia State, she has been part of the Student Nurses Association, as well as submitted poetry to the college publication Perceptions. As a future registered nurse, she dreams of helping provide care and resources to underprivileged communities. The commencement ceremony will take place in the Webster Athletic Ceremony on the Columbia campus. The commencement ceremony will be streamed live for remote viewing. The ceremony can be found at www.columbiastate.edu forward slash graduation. For those attending attending in person, guests should plan to arrive early as seating is limited. The earliest guests may arrive is 8 a.m. for the first ceremony and 10.45 a.m. for the second ceremony. Overflow seating will be available in the Ledbetter Auditorium in the Frank G. Clement Building. The Webster Athletic Center and the Frank G. Clement Building are on the Columbia campus located at 1665 Hampshire Pike. Murray County deputies are searching for an alleged thief. On April 16th, an individual entered a property on Rock Springs Road and stole several items. The individual was seen on camera carrying the items in the front of the property and loading them into what appears to be a mid-to-late 1990s red Chevrolet single-cab pickup truck. The truck then leaves, heading south on Rock Springs Road towards Sowell Mill Pike. It is believed the same individual returned on Monday the 17th and stole a 16-foot dovetail trailer. The trailer had white wheels on it and diamond tread on the dovetail. If you have any information, you are asked to contact Detective Steve Kindler at the Murray County Sheriff's Department at 931-375-8694, or you can email him at skindler, S-K-I-N-D-L-E-R, at murraycounty-tn.gov with any information. Local official, officials gathered last Wednesday to recognize April as National Child Abuse Prevention Month with a proclamation held in front of the Murray County Courthouse. The proclamation followed the relocation of Child Advocacy Center Kids Place from Murray Hills Church to 800 Hatcher Lane in Columbia. The center, which opened in 1999, also serves Giles, Lawrence, and Wayne Counties. The first physical location in Murray County opened in 2011. 
Charles E. Legendre, executive director of Kids Place, said an increase of service led the nonprofit to seek standalone space. We knew we needed to provide more privacy than what we had, Legendre said of the new location, which has been open and operating since March. To have a better presence and gain the support we need is really important, she said, while adding that the majority of clients are in Murray County. A kid's place serves children and families when there are allegations of severe child abuse, specifically child sexual abuse. Forensic interviewers gather details from the child and record the interviews, which Legendre said is to ensure that the child doesn't have to retell the history. Advocates are also assigned to walk with caregivers through every step of the process, while therapists work one-on-one with the child to minimize the symptoms of trauma. Our goal is to reduce or eliminate those trauma symptoms so that the abusive situation no longer defines the child, Legendre said. The center also has a community awareness program in place, which provides information about body safety to kids at local schools. If we teach them how to keep themselves safe and out of harmful situations, then we produce safer children, Legendre said. Staff members at Kids Place, which includes mental health counselors and professionals, also train adults on the signs and symptoms of abuse and what to look for. Legendre said the center works with Child Protective Services, local law enforcement officers, and the district attorney, forming a Child Protective Investigation Team. A fundraising event for Kids Place will be held on April 28th at the UAW Hall in Spring Hill. To learn more about the event, those interested can visit kpcac.org. And now your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. William Lee Jack Barron, 88, retired educator and a resident of Columbia, died Saturday, April 15th at his son's residence in Manchester. A celebration of life will be held at a later date at First Cumberland Presbyterian Church in Columbia. Burial will follow at Polk Memorial Gardens. Oaks and Nichols funeral directors are assisting the family with arrangements. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why Matt and Susie Sowell believe the way to honor tradition is with especially personal service. We believe your traditions, your customs, your rites of passage are very important, but we also believe in taking care of your personal wishes as well. At Oaks and Nichols, we try to do more than just the expected things, so the service you receive honors your heritage and is uniquely yours, and we invite you to experience the difference. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have cloudy skies with showers arriving during the afternoon. The high will be 73 degrees with winds out of the south-southwest at 5 to 10 miles per hour. The chance of rain, 60%. Tonight, we can expect rain early, but decreasing overnight. The low will be 44 degrees with winds out of the northwest at 5 to 10 miles per hour. The chance of overnight rain, 100%. Rainfall will be near half an inch. For your weekend forecast, we can expect mostly sunny skies, both Saturday and Sunday, with a high on Saturday of 68 and on Sunday, 61. 
Overnight lows will be in the high 30s. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard. The same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg. We do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. Coach, baseball is back, and WKRM 103.7 is excited to bring you coverage and sponsorship options for this 2023 season. That's right, Taff, and this year our advertising partners have the option to sponsor our live Little League coverage, Atlanta Braves coverage, or a combo package that carry both of them. This area loves baseball, and what a great way to support the community by helping us bring coverage of our Little League, but also taking a moment to promote local businesses. People are crazy about the Atlanta Braves. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's something special and timeless about baseball radio broadcast. There sure is. So visit Front Porch Radio TN and click on the blue Advertise With Us button for more information about how your company can sponsor baseball of all kinds this season with WKRM. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. 
I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. As lawmakers filed into the House chamber after a lunch break on Thursday, the desk of former Representative Scotty Campbell sat empty, the characteristic lawmaker nameplate missing from its front. Campbell, a Republican from Mountain City, resigned from the General Assembly in a sudden move Thursday, less than two hours after he said he had no plans to step down from a Republican caucus leadership position over a harassment policy violation. House Speaker Cameron Sexton confirmed Thursday afternoon Campbell had issued a letter of resignation after an ethics subcommittee last month found Campbell had violated a workplace discrimination and harassment policy. Discrimination and harassment in any form will not be tolerated, the subcommittee memo states. According to the memo, its findings were addressed to Sexton on March 29th. The Tennessean requested further comment from Sexton's office on when he was made aware of Campbell's violation and whether Sexton pursued any internal actions against Campbell before the memo was publicized. Initially, there were no public repercussions for Campbell, the Republican caucus vice chair, in the three weeks since the subcommittee issued their findings. The memo was first reported by News Channel 5, which reported at least one legislative intern complained of alleged sexual harassment communications from Campbell. As the story broke inside the House chamber on Thursday, right before lawmakers took a lunch break, Campbell sat at his desk with his head down. He later declined to comment on the accusations that led to the ethics complaint and said he did not, at this point, have plans to resign. I have no comment in accordance with the General Assembly's policy, Campbell said. Campbell never returned to the House chamber after walking out. United States Senators Marsha Blackburn and Bill Haggerty are backing former President Donald Trump's bid to return to the White House. The two Tennessee Republicans made their endorsements after Trump visited Nashville for a national GOP donor retreat. Both have previously been allies of Trump, with Haggerty serving in his administration as ambassador to Japan before running for Senate with Trump's backing. Other Republican candidates are beginning to emerge, with former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley running and South Carolina Senator Tim Scott launching an exploratory committee. United States Representative John Rose, a Cookville Republican who now represents East Nashville, and Kingsport GOP Representative Diana Harshbarger also announced their support for Trump over the weekend. Last month, Trump was indicted by a New York grand jury on fraud charges related to his alleged hush money payment to an adult film actress. Multiple other investigations related to both his businesses and time in government are ongoing. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff, or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. 
Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. There are lots of things going on around Murray County this weekend, and there are many things that signal spring and summer that is finally here. And for some, it's the opening of the Woodland Park Disc Golf Course. You can visit the Rotary Shelter at Woodland Park, located at 821 West 9th Street and starting at 9.30 a.m. on Saturday, where there will be a bag tag event to kick off the day's festivities. Activities will include tournaments, putting challenges, and more. Following the bag tag event, there will be a grand reopening of the Woodland Park Disc Golf Course starting at 1 p.m. The event will include a raffle and silent auction, the chance to throw with a pro, disc sales, barbecue, kettle corn, and a whole lot more disc golf-related activities. Also, don't miss your chance to experience Columbia's newest musical theater's debut production this weekend because it'll be your last. Packard Playhouse will present its second and final weekend of its production of the Broadway classic, Annie the Musical, with performances running Friday through Sunday. Showtimes will be 7 p.m., Friday, 3 p.m., and 7 p.m., Saturday, and a 3 p.m. matinee on Sunday. Tickets are available at www.packardplayhouse.com. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. I'll be back on Monday to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.